right, wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. As always, I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to episode 18. That's right, episode 18. Uh, coincidentally enough, I'm recording this on May 18th. You're not going to listen to it on May 18th, but that's okay. I'm giving you useless information because we do that a lot here. Interspersed with the useless information is a lot of common sense. And we got some common sense this week, that's for damn sure. All right, let's get right into things. As always, you can connect with us right here, wherever you're listening to this. We are on all of the major podcast apps and websites and all that junk. Uh, also on Podomatic, that is where we host the podcast, Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, but if you want to interact and connect with me, with with us, I always say us, we, because I got I have a couple people that work on stuff. Just, I guess me, you know, you want to interact. Someone else might be reading it, but it will get to me if it's important. You can do so on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall or on Twitter if you follow the Twitter account, which is at tell the wall pod. As always, you can follow my personal Twitter account if you want a bunch of useless information, and that would be at magic muppet. So, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall, at tell the wall pod on Twitter, and of course at magic muppet on Twitter. Uh, we don't use the Instagram and stuff. YouTube's still in the works. I got a lot of a lot of content going up there that I'm working on. Still in the works. So, you know, we'll get there. But follow us on those platforms. Check it out. All right. I want to kick things off here. We're going to get in all the usual junk. And I'm going to warn you. I feel like I give this warning every week. We're going to be a little off the rails. Like, minimal planning went into this episode. It's, it's always minimal planning, but it's even less planning this week. I'll be honest. I just kind of threw some stuff against the wall, saw what stuck, and that's what we're getting into. But one important thing... I want to kick off the show with is it is May, and I want to make sure everyone is aware that May is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, I know there's all these like days and months and stuff, and some of them are just kind of BS. Like, there's a talk like a pirate day. I get it. However, something that this is something that really does need more awareness. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, and thank you if you have for being a listener and continuing to listen, you know that I actually suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder, as well as obsessive anxiety disorder, which <laughs> causes debilitating anxiety and at sometimes depression uh, in my life. I've dealt with this realistically as I look back, as I got into my late te teens and early 20s, I've dealt with this since I was a kid, not realizing it until my late teens. Um, and, and then as I got into my 20s, it was still very stigmatized, and it still is to this day. It took me a very long time to be able to talk about these kinds of things, about mental health and, and my own mental illness, and, and really just it is, a, it is a topic in general. Now, that's gotten better over the past few years, but we need to remember that there are a lot of younger people out there, and really older people, it, at any age. You could feel embarrassed. They could feel embarrassed by this. You know, maybe you're sitting out there listening and you're, you know, you've always kind of had these weird feelings. You don't know maybe what it was uh, and you just never want to talk about it because you felt embarrassed. Well, that's what happens a lot of times with mental illness and with mental health and things get pushed to the side. They get pushed to the side. And that's why something like this mental health awareness month is, is really to me a fantastic thing because I, I guarantee you. There is somebody that you know in your life, maybe not your best friend, maybe not your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it might be, maybe not a relative. There is someone that you interact with somewhat regularly in your life that suffers from mental illness. Maybe you don't know it because they don't talk about it and maybe they don't need to talk about it. You know, I don't talk about this with all my friends. This isn't something I go around broadcasting. Ever since I started a podcast, I have learned to, to be able to talk about it, especially with stuff that comes up in the news these days. In fact, a couple weeks ago, 
Prince Harry, like the Prince of England or whatever his official title is. I can't keep track of all that crap. Uh, whatever his official title is, he came out and talked about how he has had uh, PTSD and, and similar uh, depression, like similar depression, and, and types of depression and anxiety ever since his mother was killed in a car accident. Uh, if, you know, if you're not familiar with the royal family, Princess Di was killed in a car accident in 1997. Horrible, horrible thing. Um, everyone should be aware of that unless you're, you know, like 12 and, and you weren't alive. You know, Elton John did a whole song for it and everything. It was, um, I mean, the song was fantastic. The whole situation was not fantastic. But what happened was I noticed that this got posted on social media. I happened to be scrolling through Facebook and I'm going to get into a little Facebook in a, in a few here, but I was scrolling through Facebook and there was like a, somebody posted something, you know, he had, he had come out and, and, and basically trying to create awareness for this. And I look at the comments and there's a bunch of people just getting on him about it. Making him feel bad. And it, honest to God, I turned to my wife. She's, you know, I think she was sitting in the living room, wherever she was. I turned to my wife and I, look at this. And I said to her, this is exactly why people with mental illness don't talk about it, don't get help, and then end up, unfortunately, a lot of times committing suicide, you know, or hurting others, whatever it might be. There's not a great ending to that. There isn't. And all it is is, is needing someone to talk to. It really is. It really is. Uh, so I'm here, all of you out there, wall fans, just just be kind, you know, keep in mind that there's somebody that you're talking to, maybe they're irritating, whatever it might be, because I'll tell you, I can be real irritating, because sometimes what happens is mentally, I'm like blocked in a corner, and then I get real defensive, and this is a common thing with people that have, especially anxiety and anxiety type disorders, that they feel boxed in, and then they just start spouting off, so you might think that guy's an asshole, you know, you might think that, that, that that lady is just, just kind of crazy. When in reality, this is just their defense mechanism. I'm not, not defending it or anything, but keep that in mind as you're dealing with people on a day-to-day basis, because there's a lot of people out there dealing with these types of things, especially I've, I've always said, especially like the teenager, the 20 something kid, you know, who doesn't know what to, doesn't know what to do. It took me a very, very long time. I spoke about this with my, my parents and that was it. And even that was difficult. And in, in my early twenties, that's the most I could do. And that's when I started to learn that there are people out there that need help. My mother is very active in the community uh, in San Diego where she lives and everything else. It's, it, we always joke, like you can't go anywhere with my mother or my father, uh, but especially my mother, without her running into someone she knows. Like it, it's kind of ridiculous. Well connected. And like this happens a lot less now because it's become less stigmatized throughout the world, especially in our country where, where there's a better understanding for it. Uh, NAMI, which is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, has really gotten ahead of things. And then there's a lot of celebrities out there that have, have made it a little better. But back then, I mean, we're talking 15 years ago, uh, it, it was it was more difficult to talk about. And my mother, like I would get these phone calls from my mother. And she, I have this friend who's, who's, whose son or daughter is in college or high school. And, you know, and, and it, it, it just amazed me. You know, they didn't know what to do. And they didn't know what to do. And all I could do was give experience, give advice based on my experience, you know, and we're talking crazy stuff. Like there was one in particular, and I'm not going to get in names or anything. We're this is a very long time ago, uh, where someone's college age son, uh, was out doing something. And, and basically to me, it sounded like it could be bipolar. Now I am not a psychologist, a psychiatrist even that would be making these diagnoses, but it sounded like it to me. And, and this kid ended up finding himself at the edge of a cliff kind of snapped out of it, didn't know how he got there, didn't know how he got there. These are the types of things that happen. And in fact, this morning I wake up to news uh, that the great Chris Cornell of Sound, Soundgarden and Audio Slave and, and many other you know, solo artists, everything else, uh, committed suicide last night, committed suicide. And you know, and the guy battled depression, 
battled drug addiction, everything else, you know? And obviously he had spoken about it and, and he had some kind of help. He had friends, you know, people were aware of this. He's been around a very long time. I mean, since 1984, making music since 1984, grunge music, you know, Soundgarden. I mean, if, 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 if you're my age or a little younger, a little older or, or much older, even, you know, maybe if you're much, much younger, you might not remember, but they were a fantastic grunge band when grunge was a thing in the nineties. That's what they did. We committed suicide last night, unfortunately, and we'll never know. We'll never know the exact reasons, you know, we won't. Now, I've been fortunate enough in my life that I really never had those tendencies. Now, I can honestly say that if I was completely alone in this world, I didn't have the kind of family I do or the kind of friends I do, that might have been tempting. But I've been fortunate enough where that was never really an option. I've dealt with all kinds of other things, but it was never, that was never something that really crossed into my mind. And in fact, I read it, there is an article I read last week, and it was supposed to be on the podcast last week, and I just couldn't get to it. We ran out of time, and honestly, it was a little depressing. There was an eight-year-old, eight-year-old boy committed suicide. Committed suicide, eight years old. And it's amazing to me. And there's a lot more about that story and everything else and how he was bullied and everything else. I'm not going to get into those details, but it, it just, it, it amazes me that this is, this is happening, that we can't get help for these people. So all of you out there, wall fans, just, just be aware, be aware, you know, and honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening right now and you need help, or you know, someone that needs help, send me a message, get on that Facebook page, send me a message. You can do it privately. We're not going to talk about it on the show or anything. Do it privately. And I will help to get you some help or your friends, some help, whoever it is. Because this is something that is real. This is something that is real in the world. You know, we're all very well aware of lots of other, you know, illnesses and, and uh, disabilities that you see on the outside. But there are ones that are held internally that you don't see. And we need to be aware of that. So just be kind. Keep this in mind when you're talking. <laughs> be kind, keep this in mind. <laughs> see, sometimes that happens. I turn into a little poet here. Uh, be kind, keep this in mind that people are dealing with things. People are dealing with things, you know, and you don't, I'm not saying you need to deal with it, but just keep that in mind as you're going through life, that there, there are these things out there. People are dealing with demons. People have serious disorders. You know, a lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, oh, I'm going to go out and party with my friends. Do you know that for some people that is extremely difficult? It's extremely difficult. It takes a lot of energy for someone, for certain people to just get out of bed in the morning, for certain people to, to leave the house, you know? I've alluded to it before. Unfortunately, my dog passed away almost two months ago. I was in tears on the ground in my living room last night because it hit me hard again. Two months. Two months. Two months. And this stuff still comes up. Still comes up. And that's what, it is. that's what it's like to have that mental illness. So just keep that in mind, wall fans. Be kind to each other. And if someone looks like they need help, give them some help. Don't be pushy. You know, give them some help. We're all, we're all in this world to, to live together and get along together. You know, like George Costanza used to say, there's, you know, there's certain, there's certain courtesies within society. We live in a society together. I mean, that was a joke, but it's true. It's true. Societal norms. And this is just something that needs to be a little more normalized. So keep that in mind. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we'll probably be talking about it a little more. Just because it's important. And I know I'm not changing the world here. I know. But even if it changes it for one person, one person gets a little bit of help, then it's worth it for me ranting about it for 10 minutes on this podcast. All right, let's get into some social stuff.
some funny stuff now. Some funny stuff. And I'm going to warn you right now, the stupid GoPro keeps beeping. It keeps shutting off. I don't know what's happening with it. Before the end of the podcast, I might throw it out the window. But if you're hearing freaking beeps and stuff, that's what it is. A stupid GoPro. I'm going to return this thing. Had it for months. Worked fine. Just decided to stop working. All right, enough of tangent. So, Fire Festival. Social. I know. We've talked about the Fire Festival a little too much. Fire Festival, I feel like, is the new scary clowns, creepy clowns that we were talking about if you've been a fan since the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to be done with the Fire Festival after this. Until next year when people go back and realize they didn't do anything to make it better. Uh, but I did come across an article. Aboveaverage.com. Um, I gotta stop plugging these things because nobody's giving me any damn money. You know, I plug certain things that I like plugging, uh, but not this above average. So, uh, what's funny is they listed the seven people that had an amazing time at Fire Festival. <laughs> this is obviously a joke, uh, but there are there is some real stuff in here. Now, one of them being <laughs> Ja Rule, uh, Ja Rule's lawyer. I hope his lawyer just goes and. Uh, that's a requirement to be Jaw Rule's lawyer. You have to go into court, and when you start your opening argument, it has to start with, because you're Jaw Rule's lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. All the kids don't get that. You had to be alive in the 90s. Um, all right, so Jaw Rule's lawyer. But there are the funny ones in here. There's a couple that I wanted to get into. Uh, one of them is Blink-182. I talked about them, I think, both weeks. They pulled out of the Fire Festival, uh, and their, uh, their quote is fantastic. <laughs> Because they said they backed out of the dumpster fire like a week before it started. The dumpster fire that is the fire festival. Um, I really wish this quote would have spelled fire like fire festival. F-Y-R-E instead of F-I-R-E. That would have made it all that much better. Uh, but apparently they went to Mark Hoppus's Hap- house. He is the bassist. Lead singer of Blink-182. One of the lead singers of Blink-182. Watch movies, order barbecue food. It was awesome. Uh, they said, so technically they had a great effing time during the fire festival. <laughs> they just weren't there. Uh, my favorite of all of these has to be Banksy, where he said, this festival is a beautiful and savage artistic metaphor for how we are all equal when stripped of our inherited advantages. I can only assume the performance artist behind this stunning installment is a truly brilliant font of creativity. Or maybe it was just a shit show. I know, I'm trying not to curse on this show, but you know, quotes, shit show happens uh, and then there's the random guy which i personally really appreciate because here's the thing this fire festival i looked at it and i'm like uh so they made it even more inhabitable than burning man and y'all got there and couldn't deal with it and that's what happened here uh, it, and this was clearly satire with a random guy uh who who said watching rich people freak out because their luggage was being handled roughly or they were slightly dehydrated it was like chicken soup for my middle class soul <laughs> best weekend of my life <laughs> Now, I laugh. Many of you out there are not laughing. The the Burner fans are laughing because that's freaking hilarious. Like, they, that environment, even with nothing, people are complaining, oh, we just got cheese on bread. Yeah, well, the burn they don't give you nothing. <laughs> you, nothing. You're on your own. You got to bring it. Come on. Come on. Um, so, Fire Festival, the gift that keeps on giving, apparently. Um, hopefully, we're done with that. All right. I, I found another interesting one here. And that's why I kind of joked, like, I got to quit plugging these because they're not giving me any money. Well, it's okay to plug plug things, products, websites, whatever it is, uh, even if they're not giving you money. But what happened uh, last week, maybe two weeks ago, beginning of May, this happened. Uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, which is a, is a big commission here in the United States. They oversee kind of business dealings and everything else. Um, I'm not going to get into exactly what they do. I don't even fully understand exactly what they do, but they're important. 
They sent out 45 letters uh, warning various celebrities around the country. Some of these included some of the celebrities included Sean Combs, P Diddy, Puff Daddy. If you were alive in the 90s, Courtney uh, Kardashian. I assume she's one of the Kardashian sisters. I don't know. Victoria Beckham, uh, Heidi Klum, Zendaya. Uh, you know of. Disney Channel fame. I actually do know who she is from my many years at Disney, uh, and ab- among many others. I mean, there's tons of them. Jennifer Lopez, Akon, uh, Alan Iverson. Oh, Alan Iverson. Wow, I guess he's still relevant. Um, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows who Alan Iverson is except for like the two sports ball fans that listen to my podcast. I know all two of you. Art knows who he is, um, so he's he's appreciating that. Uh, but what happened was they sent them 45 letters out to these these art these. Uh, celebrities uh, and their lawyers, whoever else, you know, managers, whoever else is involved within their, their, their kind of dealings. Um, and what happened was, and I believe this was uh, spawned from, from Instagram mainly, where celebrities post all these photos of them with products. And what happened was the FTC warned them that they need to be transparent if they're being paid by a product, which actually makes sense. I spent a lot of years um, in the radio and television world. And there, there are two distinct terms when you're dealing with, with advertising. Uh, there's promos, and then there's ads. Promos and ads, or spots, like we call them. So a promo is kind of like where, I sit, where I'm sitting here and I'm like, give me motion, they got an album coming out, you know, or Cloudside, go check them out, you know, on Spotify, whatever it might be. I ain't getting paid. Those are my buddies, you know. Those, those are my friends. Those are my family. I, I know them, so I ain't getting paid. So that's like a promo. You know, now if, if Vans ever gets off their ass and starts sending me shoes or paying me to talk about shoes, then that would be called a, an, an ad or a spot or a commercial. So there's distinct differences here. And what's happening is, is the FTC is warning these celebrities that they shouldn't be misleading kind of their followers on Instagram. So, and it's funny because one of the photos I saw is, is I don't, I think it's Kardashian's. I, I don't know. I can't keep up with these like pseudo celebrities that don't actually have talent. Uh, but one of the pictures I saw is it's like Kardashians. Looks like they're on a private plane eating Popeye's chicken. Clearly, they were paid by Popeye's. I mean, let's let's be realistic. They were paid by Popeye's, uh, and they don't stipulate that Popeye's has paid them to advertise this. So I find it really interesting because, and especially in the world we live in now, see like. Years and years and years ago, it was like radio and television, like and then and, and like billboards and, and magazines and everything. We didn't have this this kind of self-sustaining world of social media where everyone can put everything out there for free, even these celebrities and stuff. And so that's what's happening is FTC is kind of catching up with it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because if you think about it, I know it seems so minuscule. And that this is probably much more interesting to me than most of you out there. There's probably a couple of you that are like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. No, it, it's misleading in advertising. I spent the majority of my life in marketing and advertising. <laughs> so I find it interesting. And there is a distinct difference. There is a distinct difference uh, between saying like, hey, I really like this. Or, hey, this company paid me to tell you I like it. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Hey, I really like this product. Or, hey, this company paid me to tell you I really like this product. So even if, even if this is kind of a foreign subject to you, think about it that way. I think that's the best way to put it. I'm being paid to tell you this product's awesome or no, 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 I really do like this product. So I'll tell you right now, really anything that I talk about on this podcast right now, because I haven't monetized anything as of yet. We're still uh, building our listenership and everything else. Um, It's coming soon. 
We've got some stuff uh, in the works, but really anything I talk about right now is <laughs> something I genuinely enjoy. Um, unless I'm talking, I'm like, no, that's terrible. Then obviously I don't enjoy it. Uh, but when I talk about like Gimme Motion and, and Cloudside uh, and and like the Surface Pro that I record all of these podcasts on or my Yeti microphone, nobody's paying me. Nobody's paying me. Um, and I'm going to stop with the Yeti microphone because that's going to give Yeti a big head. Three people listening got that joke. All right. So we're going to move. We're going to move. We're going to move on. I do find this interesting. Well, maybe we'll talk about it a little more. We'll see if anything actually happens uh, from this, if anyone gets you know, sued or whatever it might be, uh, or the FTC starts handing out fines. It'll, it'll be interesting. I can tell you that. Uh, and one more thing on social that I want to get into right now, and this, I alluded a little bit to this at the top of the show, uh, as, as far as mental health and mental illness. I have given up on, I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I say, I tell everyone to go check out the page, like the page, communicate with us through the page, all that stuff. I am on that page. You know, I'm putting stuff out on that page. However, I've realized this week, and I've been so close to getting to this point, and, and really nobody should care about this, uh, but I'm done with Facebook as far as scrolling through it. I can't do it anymore. Um, and I've kind of alluded to this if you've been listening for a long time. You know, it's all politics and all this other stuff, and nobody's changing anyone's mind. You know, nobody, no, there is no political person that opens up Facebook and goes, oh man, I usually disagree with everything that person says, but they posted this one thing totally changed my mind. Okay. I get it. We're all passionate about it and you should be. I get it. That's only a fraction of it. What's happened now is we've, we've hit this point where I scroll through Facebook and I see disgusting, like just deplorable things and people post it and I get it. You're doing it for awareness, but I want everyone out there to keep in mind what I spoke about at the top of the show, mental health and mental illness. So you post that thing of, of a, of a dog whose eyes were gouged out you know, and that's creating awareness and that's great. And someone scrolls through that and they see that and they get mad and it's created awareness for them. And then five minutes later, they're not thinking about it. Well, think about someone with obsessive anxiety disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder. They're thinking about that goddamn picture for months, years, possibly. That's what happens. I've seen stuff on social media that I still think of to this day from years ago. And even before that, I worked for a little company called 86 Technologies and they were a web filtration company for corporations. This is years and years ago. I don't even think they exist anymore. Uh, and they put in web filters basically for people watching porn. But what happened was I had to go through and verify all of these different sites and take them all the way down to the root site, a lot of it being porn. You know, I, I was honestly paid to look at porn, sitting in a big room like in, in cubicles with a bunch of other people. So, you know, it's, <laughs> we're not talking like the way most people watch porn. Uh, but you would get these really disturbing things. And Facebook has turned into that for me. It happened today. It happened today. And I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And just keep that in mind, wall fans. Keep that in mind. Like, it is great to create awareness. But when you're putting something out there that can be scarring to somebody, scarring, maybe think about it. Just think about it. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. TV, film, and books. I don't know. This, this should just be like the entertainment. We're going to change this. I'm going to make a note right now. Entertainment category. Because we talk about different things every week. Sometimes it's television, sometimes it's film, sometimes it's none of that. For example, this thing that we're going to talk about right now. And that would be Maker Studios. Uh, maybe you've heard of Maker Studios, maybe you haven't. They, they're a, uh, they were a studio that was basically creating content, uh, mainly for YouTube, but across all the social platforms and all the you know, influencer platforms. 
Um, I'm fairly familiar with it simply because my brother-in-law worked with them, uh, worked for them for a while, basically, uh, from when Disney bought them a few years ago up until uh, they basically got rid of everybody a few weeks ago. Well, and I talked about that a few a few episodes ago. Well, we found out, which I knew this was going to happen because this is what Disney does. I spent too much time with them. This is what Disney does. Uh, so they got in over their head with this Maker Studios, and they, they couldn't keep it running. Got rid of everybody. And now they have rebranded Maker Studios to Disney Digital Network. And you're thinking, oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they just want their name on it. Yeah, because Disney wants their name on everything. Well, first of all, they don't want their name on everything because their name's not on everything. When you think about Disney, there are the three major brands, and then there are kind of the smaller brands underneath. Um, you could argue... Uh, for the brands that were purchased over the past few years, like Marvel and and uh, and LucasArts, these don't fall under those three brands. But the three brands are Disney, uh, ABC, and ESPN. Everything branches out from there. So you you know ABC, ESPN, neither of those have Disney branding. So don't tell me that that it, yeah they just wanted brand at Disney. Uh, and even if they did, that would be fine. But what's happening now is all these YouTube channels and stuff that everyone has subscribed to, to maker owned them. And now, therefore, Disney owned them. And now Disney Digital Network owns them. Well, what they're doing is instead of all these different uh, influencers and, and content creators, one of them, if you're not familiar with Maker Studios, uh, Epic Rap Battles of History was very popular. They were very popular before Maker. They were very popular before uh, Maker was bought by Disney. Uh, they're done now for various reasons. I'm not going to get into details, but just to give you an idea of the scope of, of Maker Studios, uh, if you weren't really that familiar with it. Uh, and what Disney's doing now is instead of kind of that fun content that everyone likes to consume on YouTube, they're going to flood their channels with with Disney branded marketing. So look forward to that. You're going to see a lot of freaking Marvel and Star Wars branding for all their stupid movies that come out. I actually enjoy the movies. I just get it, it just it's ridiculously upsetting that it's like, oh, no, we're just going to use this as a marketing platform for all of our stuff. Get over yourselves. Seriously, get over yourselves. They're probably going to buy YouTube and put mouse ears on it. That's going to be the next thing. They're going to buy YouTube, and they're going to put mouse ears on the Y of YouTube. So look forward to that, wall fans. That's enough of that. Oh, you know, I, I was remiss. It's taken me this long to get to the usual, which isn't an official segment, but the beer segment. Uh, for those, If you're a new listener, I, listen, I drink a beer every episode just for fun because I enjoy beer. Uh, and then I, I learned a little while ago to kind of talk about it. Um, and again, <laughs> I don't get paid by any beer companies. <laughs> None. Uh, but a lot of times it's just beer I enjoy or maybe I don't enjoy it that much and I just got stuck with it and I'm talking about it on the show. Uh, so this week, we have a fine beer from Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company. Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company. They're out of Buellton, California. If you've ever driven like from Southern California up to Northern California, Buellton is where Pea Soup Anderson's is. It's supposed to be like the best pea soup in Depends who you ask. California, the country, the world. I, I, I don't know. I don't like pea soup, so split pea soup. So it's lost on me. I've never eaten the split pea soup. I don't care for it. Uh, but that, that's Buellton, California. Uh, so this is the Hoppy Poppy India Pale Ale. I, re I really enjoy it. It's a little lighter uh, IPA. So if you're one of those people that's like, I hate hoppy beers, like this might be kind of one for you to ease yourself into. Uh, personally, I like IPAs. I like the hoppy beers. Enjoy them. Always have. Um, and I will tell you, they actually have a tasting room in Los Olivos, which is, is kind of, it's wine country up near Santa Barbara, uh, where you can go, a bunch of wineries have tasting rooms there, but there is kind of the one brewery tasting room. Um, so if you're in Southern California area or going through Los Olivos, uh, check it out. Check out Figaro Mountain Brewing Company. I mean, check out the wineries too. There's some good ones. Artiste, I was, I was not a wine drinker 
until I discovered Artiste, courtesy of a bunch of my friends that took us out to Los Olivos. I was like, I don't really care for wine. I'll go drink some. Oh, my. Oh, geez. I do like wine. I just didn't like the junk I'd been drinking for years. Um, you know, so. Figaro Mountain Brewing Company. Hoppy Poppy. IPA. We'll get a little sip of it here. All right, moving on. We're still on the entertainment segment here. Uh, so I got some incredible news today. Not just me personally, but the world was graced with some incredible news today. Uh, and that is The Return of the Dark Crystal. Yes, The Dark Crystal. This was a movie that came out in 1982, done by the Jim Henson Company. The Henson Company. Uh, if you don't know who Jim Henson is, uh, you're dead to me. I'm just kidding. You're not dead to me. But Jim Henson is responsible for uh, the greatness that is The Muppets, uh, Fraggle Rock, Labyrinth, which we have spoken about on this show, um, and also The Dark Crystal. And The Dark Crystal is all animatronics and Muppets throughout the entire movie. There's no live-action people within the movie. Um, came out in 1982, and I will be honest, it's a little creepy. It's it's like a dark, it's a little bit dark movie. Uh, it is a kid's movie, but it's a little creepy. There's a couple parts in the movie that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Uh, but I am super excited. It's coming back. Netflix has picked it up for for an original series, an original as I guess it's still an original series because you know it, the IP was already created, but new series, uh, and it's basically a prequel to the Dark Crystal. So, so for those of you out there that are big Dark Crystal fans, you're going to be missing out on on some of the characters that were there because obviously this is a prequel, and like the two main characters of it were very young, uh, and and obviously unless you're doing like a ten year before a prequel, which I don't think it will be, I think it's going to kind of be the beginning of this world that was the Dark Crystal. Um, that, that's coming out. So, so keep an eye out for that. I'm not sure they have not announced exactly when it's coming out yet, but I'm sure they will be working their butts off to get uh, to get it going. And I'm super excited about it because I freaking love Jim Henson. I love the Muppets. I love Fraggle Rock. I love Dark Crystal. I love Labyrinth. I love pretty much anything Jim Henson's done. Pop it up. Oh my God, Pop it up is the greatest thing you can ever see in your entire life. Uh, if you don't know what it is, look it up. You got to sign up for the email, otherwise you ain't never gonna know about it. Um, fortunately I have a wife who, who keeps on top of these things for me. Um, all right, moving on. Roseanne. Roseanne. And not Roseanne singing a crappy rendition of the national anthem at a World Series game. Roseanne is coming back. Roseanne the sitcom has, has been greenlit for a revival. For those of you out there that were Roseanne fans, I was a bit of a Roseanne fan like in the 80s. I kind of fell off a little bit because um, I think it ran into the 90s. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I didn't watch it like to the end. It, the thing ran for however many, like nine years or whatever. Um, I had quite a good run. Great show. I mean, John Goodman's fantastic. I'm not a huge, huge fan of uh, Roseanne Barr, whatever her last name is now. I, I don't know. She was Roseanne Arnold for a little while, whatever she calls herself now. Um, I was never a huge fan of hers. I, I, I don't dislike her. Never a huge fan. Um, but I did enjoy the show, and it's coming back. It's going to be on ABC. I believe it was on ABC. Originally, I didn't look up this fact before I got on the show. I apologize for that, uh, but it's going to be on ABC. The interesting thing is, and really this is only for anyone who's familiar with Roseanne, there's two interesting things about this. Um, one of those being there was the oldest daughter on the show. Her name was Becky. Uh, what happened was they had the original actress that played Becky for the first like five years. I want to say five years. Nobody quote me on this. I want to say five years. Uh, and then she left the show to go to college. And they brought in Sarah Chalk uh, to play the character again. I, I, I'm not familiar with the original actress. I, I would know her seeing her face. Uh, I know Sarah Chalk because she went on to to, to star on Scrubs, uh, among other things. Um, and I don't know that the other actress really really did much beyond Roseanne. And then what happened was they switched back 
like season eight or so, they they switched back uh, for a minute, and then they started switching off. They both did one season, uh, and then I believe the original Becky finished off the entire series. Uh, so what's happening is they're bringing both actresses back to play Becky. So I am curious to see what's going to happen there. Like, is it just going to be like, oh, there's... And then the next scene, it's like, oh, it's it's the other Becky. Like, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and the other interesting thing, and I guess this is technically a spoiler alert. If you've never watched Roseanne and you're not familiar with Roseanne, uh, so technically a spoiler alert. I'm very cautious of these these days. Um, but in the original series, John, the John Goodman character, Dan, dies in the last season. Has a heart attack, dies last season. Well, they're bringing him back alive. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. Now, I, I was seeing reports that him dying was just like a, 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 a can't fit figment of Roseanne's imagination. No, uh, it was it was just in her head as she was writing the story. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. I, like I said, I'm a bit of a Roseanne fan. I'll probably watch it myself. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of handle those two things. Um, if nothing else, I will be just curious to see those two things. Um, all right, one more thing on enter- entertainment, and I talked about this a little bit last week, and really the only reason I'm talking about it right now is because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, and that is 13 Reasons Why. So I finally did a little research. There was a lot of controversy. A bunch of schools in Canada banned students from talking about it on campus. Uh, so I did a little, and it's, it's funny. I subscribed to Entertainment Weekly. That is that is the best way to get kind of your like top line, uh, you know, entertainment news useless kind of news you know i used to get variety as well myself you know because i i work in the industry well variety is super expensive and it's a lot to read and it's stuff that you can just kind of find online whereas with entertainment weekly i'm able to just get this magazine i'm like boom so what happens entertainment weekly comes the morning after i recorded last week's episode 13 reasons why all over the cover why couldn't this freaking thing come yesterday so i did a little research on it i didn't get in depth i didn't you know it's based on a book and everything else and y'all can do your own research uh, I will say, I understand why there is some caution behind letting pe- letting kids watch this show. And in fact, to the point where I will tell you right now, I am not watching the show. I'm just not. It de- and I'm not saying because it's a bad show, but personally, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that kind of that gruesome. I don't even want to say gruesome, but just that imagery of suicide. I, I don't. I don't, so I'm not going to watch it. My wife's probably going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. So that's going to be the end of it. Uh, but I will say I understand why there is some caution around it. It only makes sense. It only makes sense that there should be some caution around it. Um, and I don't know that it's necessarily glamorizing suicide or anything like that, uh, but it is at the forefront. It is definitely at the forefront of the show, and, and I do know gruesome would be the correct word uh, for how the show ends. I'm not going to... I'm going to give a bunch of spoiler alerts. The show's out there. It's it's already been out there. Uh, but they are very graphic with the ending of, of the season of the show. Um, and I will just, I will leave it at that. Is this, you all know it's a show about suicide. So figure that out. I, I I know I wouldn't be able to watch it. I wouldn't be able, I can't. I already know. I can't. It's not to say it's bad. I can't watch it. Be thinking about that for freaking years. All right, moving on. Music. Music. All right. I don't have a lot of music stuff this week, but I will tell you, I've been teasing it for a while. We finally have a date. Give Me Motion EP coming out June 7th. 
look forward to that. June 7th EP coming out. Uh, you can also follow Gimme Motion on like the Instagram and, and all that junk because uh, there is going to be kind of some live teases isn't the word what do you like what is the preview live previews of of tracks off the album uh so if you're interested in that check it out uh i will be waiting with bated breath for june 7th so i can hear the entire thing um and then also like i said previously they're touring right now they're in the northeast right now give me motion uh they're they're working their way through new york i know they're going to austin uh at some point here soon uh check them out check them out check them out on the facebook there's a website. Give me motion. Just Google it. Give me motion. If you get to a porn website, it's not the right one. I'll tell you that. Uh, and another thing, and really this is just for me personally. Uh, well, <laughs> the next two things are for me personally. I found a new band I like. The Wombats. The Wombats. <laughs> Suddenly I just, Midwest, the Midwest in me just came out a lot there. The Wombats. Uh, new band I found. I, I really enjoy their music. Check it out. They have a bunch of songs out right now. And it's just kind of that like fun, poppy, alt pop. I don't want to say punky, but kind of like alt alt pop, rock music. Um, so if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, check them out, The Wombats. Uh, and I got to tell you, I have I've had this itch lately that needs to be scratched, and I need to get myself to a crappy punk rock concert. Um, I don't know what it is. It just it needs to happen like sooner than later. And I don't know what that is. If any of you Wall fans out there in the LA area. Want to go check out a crappy punk rock concert with me? Hit me up on the Facebook. Maybe the Twitter. Either one. Kind of look at both of them. I'm just kidding. I look at all of them. Sort of. All right. Let's move along. Sports ball. Sports ball. I got one little sports ball thing this week. One little sports ball thing this week. And that is, and, and most of you probably haven't even heard of this. So this guy named Tom Brady. He is the quarterback of my favorite football team in the NFL. And that would be the New England Patriots. Never been a huge Tom Brady fan. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. But it's not the guy. Like of all of athletes that I've that I've watched over my life, like he is not high on the list of someone I want to go have a beer with. But his wife is Giselle Bunchen. She happens to be a supermodel, Brazilian, I believe Brazil. I don't know. She's from South America. Uh, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I just I I can't recall. I believe Brazil, I, but somewhere in South America. I'm just not positive. Uh, and she was doing a little interview with with the great Charlie Rose on whatever channel he's on these days. Uh, and said that Tom Brady had a concussion while playing last season. Now, even if you're not familiar with with the NFL uh, too much, you probably have heard that there's been a lot of talk about concussions and brain injuries and all this kind of stuff regarding football in the NFL. Uh, Youth football, too, but but it's been a big thing in the NFL. They're they're trying to get ahead of this. There's been lawsuits and everything else. Uh, And what happened was she just kind of dropped this bomb, like on a random show. And there's a lot of, there's all these protocols in the NFL as far as getting someone help for a concussion and all that's like, I, I thought about this for really a couple of days and I was like, well, you know, who's being dishonest here? Does it matter? Like what is happening? And they got me thinking that really this comes down to, to a guy's wife. He's probably saying something in confidence, guy's wife spouting off where she really didn't need to. And there's no, there was no reason to talk about it. There was no contact. Like no one's, did your husband have a concussion last season? No, it wasn't that. She brought it up throughout the course of the interview. And it got me thinking, like, isn't there certain things that should just be kept yourself? You know, there needs to be somewhere that you can just be yourself. I'm fortunate enough that I have a wife and a home where I can do that. I can do that. I I can have candid conversations with my wife. And I'm not even saying Tom Brady did have a concussion and said it to her. Regardless, 
Whatever it is, that clearly happened in a private conversation. And I don't know what happened to that. I don't know what happened to that. Uh, so I really, I hope Giselle Bunchen kind of gets it together. Because, you know, when your husband's telling you something, I don't care if you're famous. He's telling you something in confidence. So maybe, you know, don't tell the entire world about it. And who knows? Like I said, he might have had a concussion. I don't know. And he should have said something if he did. But it's not her business. It's not. It's not her business to tell everyone. It is her business because it's her husband's health. But she shouldn't be just spouting off. For no reason. For no reason. And she's famous. She makes she makes more money than freaking Tom Brady. It's not like she's trying to get her 15 minutes of fame. Come on, Giselle. Come on. You're better than that. You're better than that. We all need to stop talking to Giselle until Tom Brady's done playing football. Or if you're a New York fan, you can talk to her all you want and ruin things for Patriots. Probably won't matter. All right, moving on. Some tech. Some tech. This one really should have gone on probably on the entertainment side because it's a little bit techy, a little bit entertainment-y. It's a new word here at the wall. Entertainment-y. I, I'm going to I'm gonna patent that word. Patent? Patent? Copyright? That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, can't even get that word right. They're not going to let me copyright a word if I can't even get the freaking word right. All right, so Pokemon Go. This game's been happening for almost a year now. It launched to, like, all this fanfare. Everybody's playing it. It was blowing my mind because I drive around town and, like, Kids just run around with their phone in front of their faces and stuff. Uh, and I know it's all in fun. People really enjoy it. And and far be it for me to to insult something that people are enjoying and is harmless. Except when it is no longer harmless. So, I was reading a story. Yeah, so many stories. That's all I do. I read stories. Just so I can talk about them with all of you. And you have to listen to me because it's a podcast. And you can't give feedback while I'm doing it. That's actually another thing I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about doing a doing a live live broadcast here. Let me know what you think about that, Wall fans. Now, it's not going to be a live podcast, but what we're going to do, I'm thinking about maybe doing a little Facebook live from the studio while we're recording a show. Let me know what you think about that. It means I actually have to put on pants. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with that. Just kidding. I'm wearing pants. Um, all right. Pokemon Go. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Well, kid got hurt. 14-year-old kid is now blind in one eye because he's walking around with his phone in front of his face and ran into something and lost sight in his eye. Lost a little bit of sight, eventually lost all of his sight. Yeah, this is happening. And I didn't realize, like, I don't, I heard these little stories, you know, there's a story like, oh, these, you know, criminals luring someone over via Pokemon Go to mug him or whatever. But apparently there's been thousands of injuries, thousands of injuries. And there have even been fatalities from a freaking game. So be careful out there, Wall fans. I know some of you personally that play the game. Maybe you're done with it. I think the game lost in popularity. But be careful out there. It's not worth losing an eye or dying or getting mugged just for some, you know, little, little cartoon digital pieces of code. Really? It's all you're, <laughs> you're hunting pieces of code, guys. People are doing it. And far be, again, I, I I don't mean that in an insulting way. You know, I, I just I just talked about a game where a guy throws a weirdly shaped ball and, and guys run into each other all the time. So, you know, to each their own. Uh, another thing on the tech side. Wanna cry. Wanna cry ransomware. If you haven't heard about this, and you probably have because it really it kind of hit full steam Monday. There is some and if you don't know what ransomware is, it's it's all you need to know is bad stuff. 
as as, as our oh god, almost use a bad adjective. We don't get political on this show. As our forty fifth president of the United States would say, some, some bad hombres, some bad hombres put this wanna cry ransomware together. Bad hombres. I don't know who talks like that. That's why I have to quote it because I don't talk like that. Who talks like that? All right, it's affecting thousands of people, thousands of people around the world. And what's happening is you basically, if you if you get infected with this from hackers, you know, it's a virus essentially. Ransomware is a virus essentially. You're going to lose all of your files, all of your data off your computer. And then what happens is if you get it on your computer, you go to open it up, boot it up, it's going to pop up a thing asking for a ransom. They want you to pay to get your files back. Now, if you've got this thing already, you're probably in trouble, you know. But what you need to do, and I'm, I'm only bringing this up, because if you haven't heard of it, you should be aware of it. But you need to always be careful. Now, I'm not that familiar uh, with Apple OS. I've, I've used it very briefly. Uh, iOS, I'm you know, fairly familiar with. Apple OS, I'm not that familiar with. Um, but when it comes to the stuff on PC, basically what you got to do, and I'm sure it's the same for Apple, you got to have your firewalls up. You know, PCs, and, and I'm sure Apple, same thing, like have, have, uh, have, have virus software, uh, virus detection software. You need to have all this stuff up to date, and then no one's getting in there. Uh, and I do know for a fact, because Microsoft came out and they said if, if you're completely up to date on your Windows 10 uh, and, and have Windows Defender installed, which is basically the antivirus software, um, you should be all good to go. But just be aware. And then on top of that, always make sure you back stuff up. Back up. Back up. I, try, I, I back up important stuff like right away. This, this show gets recorded. Before I post it, it gets backed up. Backed up right away backed up and then I back up kind of all my files uh, every week or two or so uh, unless I know I have something like huge coming through photos get backed up automatically to the cloud uh, so I don't have to worry about that but just be aware of this want to cry ransomware you could lose your files don't pay ransoms back up your computers update your antivirus software uh, and all of your OS's and all that good stuff and if you do get it sorry because I don't think you're getting your stuff back if you didn't back it up all right, we're moving on to the common sense segment. I gotta be honest, we got a lot of common sense this week. We got a lot of common sense to the point that I gotta get another swig of my Figaro Mountain Brewing Company Hoppy Poppy India Pale Ale. Ooh, roll off the tongue. Good job, Figaro Mountain Brewing Company. Rolls off the tongue. Not like there's been some others. They don't roll off the tongue so much. More of the tongue twister status. All right, uh, common sense. A couple of things. We're, we're common sense heavy this week. Uh, and, and that's just because of what happens to be going on in the news and what I find interesting. And of course, as always, because I find it interesting, you have to listen. Uh, or you don't because you already turned it off and you're not even listening anymore. And it's just me talking to myself, which is fine, too. I like the sound of my own voice. I th- do you think people listen to the show and think I'm super conceited? Because anyone that knows me personally, like I'm really not that conceited. <laughs> I just say stupid stuff on the show and I am not that full of myself. My wife will tell you. My mom thinks I'm cool, but my wife will tell you I'm not not full of myself. My mom thinks I'm pulling myself, rightfully so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, so General Mills. General Mills. If you don't know what General Mills is, they make cereals. I think they make all kinds of other stuff. Uh, they make a bunch of cereal. They are also the makers of Lucky Charms, and they came out recently and said they are making a limited edition all marshmallow Lucky Charms. And the internet lost its mind, and everyone wanted the all marshmallow Lucky Charms, which is fine. I get it. You're essentially, but you know what you could do? I mean, here's what you could do. You take some powdered sugar. And like a bowl of milk and dump the powdered sugar in there. Same shit. Same stuff. Same stuff. Uh, which is fine. And if that's your thing, that that's totally fine too. What I don't get is the internet like started losing its mind. And it's so funny because 
Anything in the middle, health-wise, it's like we have to be really scrupulous and we're like everyone's going to get on top of it, you know. But then on either end of the spectrum, they're like, yeah, like super healthy. We're going to eat nothing but air. Yeah, we're going to eat nothing but air and kale. And then we're going to blend the air and the kale up and we're going to drink it in a smoothie. Yeah, and everyone's behind it. Everyone's behind it. Yeah, kale. Yeah, smoothie. Yeah, air, you know. And in the middle, someone's like, why a cheeseburger from? How can you eat a cheeseburger? How can, how can you do that and some fries? That's so bad for you. Think about all those GMOs and blah, blah. Okay, so think about that. And then there's the other end of the spectrum. Lucky Charms with nothing but marshmallows. Sugar in a bowl. Yeah, sugar in a bowl, sugar in a bowl. And this happens with other stuff. Because I see people, people are like, how can you eat McDonald's once in a while? Like, that's ridiculous. That's so bad. But then you see they're like, oh, my God. Look at this. Cheese inside of more cheese inside a pizza, inside a spaghetti, inside of another pizza, inside of a turkey. All the time. All the time online. But that's perfectly fine. But if I eat a cheeseburger from freaking McDonald's once in a while, oh my God, how can you do that to yourself? Think about that. Think about that, wall fans. But it's okay. Like, so you just have to be completely over the top. You can't just be in, you can't be middle of the road. You gotta be over the top. Over the top healthy. There's nothing in this. I grew this in my own garden and I mixed it with air and water from a glacier at the top of a mountain. That's what happens. And you had to pay $50 for it. Okay, the GoPro's broken, wall fans. Somebody get me a new GoPro. So we will not be advertising GoPro on this show because your cameras suck. Suck. I'm telling you right now. Nothing but a problem, this GoPro. It's freaking brand new. Had it for a couple months. Working fine, just decides not to work. Piece of junk. I'll deal with that later. All right, so moving on on common sense. God, stupid camera. Now I'm distracted. See, this is what happens. This is what happens. Obsessive compulsive disorder. I'm going to think about nothing but the camera for the rest of the show, even though it's not important. I've never, none of you have ever seen any of the footage. All I'm thinking about is stupid camera. All right. That's enough of that. All right. So, more common sense. More common sense. So, apparently, this guy in Austin took a woman on a date to a movie theater. Well, he's now suing her because the movie came on, and all she did was sit there on her phone and text with her friends. So, ridiculous. Off the wall. Now, you shouldn't be texting, especially on a date. Like, no matter where you are, like, it was like a first date situation. Texting. What I do enjoy about this is the guy is suing her for, like, $17.60 or something, which is basically the cost of his ticket. <laughs> I think it's only because he wants to go back and watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2 again and not have to pay for it. Probably because he had his date sitting there texting throughout the movie and ruining it. Um, so, this is happening in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Not the lawsuits. The lawsuits are $17 at like 60 cents. I thought it was funny. I think it's funny. I enjoy it. Don't text in the movie theaters. Don't be obnoxious. Just That should be a rule for life. Common sense says don't be obnoxious. That's freaking obnoxious. Texting in a movie theater on a date. Ugh. Ugh. All right. On to some Disney news. Because <laughs> you know how much we love the mouse at the wall mouse so this actually has nothing to do with the disney corporation they just they have two stories that happened to have occurred at walt disney world first one being there was a woman arrested recently uh, at walt disney world for stealing a stroller outside of a ride now if you've ever been to disneyland disney world i think any any major theme park uh you'll see it's like a kid-friendly theme park you'll see there at every ride and stuff there's like a little stroller parking and i used to think about this as a kid i'd be like 
who's not just jacking strollers? And then you get older and you're like, well, it's kind of this social norm, you know? Like, we all live in the same society together. We're not going to steal other kids' strollers. Um, you know, and obviously, you shouldn't be leaving, like, your wallets and cell phones in there. You know, uh, my, my wife and I took took Zofia to, to Disneyland a few weeks ago. I think I talked about it. And we parked the stroller. Like, we were walking the stroller around. I had I had a carrier. I, had her, I was carrying her on me for a while, like one of those baby carriers. Uh, but we also had a stroller. We're pushing around the stroller. And, and we left it to go on, like, the two rides we went on. Uh, we, we did leave it outside. Uh, but didn't leave cell phones or wallets, like, in the stroller. Diaper bag and stroller. Boom. You know, I mean, it'd suck if it got stolen, but stuff happens. Uh, well, apparently what happened was this was an $1,800 stroller. I understand why it's an $1,800 stroller. Uh, apparently had rims and, and gold plating. I, I don't know. You know, I, I thought we, we have a very expensive jogger stroller and it was like 300 and something dollars, maybe 400. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to make an $1,800 stroller, whatever. Uh, but also what happened was this family that lost their stroller. They had their wallet, car keys. I, I don't mean to laugh. I just, cause I, I feel terrible for them, but be a little smarter you know, common sense says like even it's Disney World, the happiest place on earth. Blah 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 blah. There's still there's still some bad eggs out there, you know. So keep that stuff with you, um, all that stuff, etc. Uh, and basically, what happened was it, it, it was a it was a woman and her kids and I think maybe some other relatives. They had to call. She had to call her husband to fly to Orlando because they had no wallet. They couldn't get out of there. They couldn't get home. They couldn't get anything. Uh, fly into Orlando to help them get home, essentially. I mean, it's a terrible, sad story. You know, we can sit here and talk about you shouldn't leave your keys and everything else in your wallet and your cell phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it is a terrible, sad story. But what got me thinking, why didn't Disney do more? So obviously, like, Disney security was aware of this. And I'm sure they did something, but they couldn't help them out, you know? They couldn't, oh, you don't have, a, here's a hotel room at one of our many resorts. You know, like, come on. I just, I feel like Disney could have done more. Um, and it may be spoiled because I'm a burner. You know, I go to Burning Man and I've seen people like a couple years ago, and this is not the Burning Man story this week, a couple years ago, RV up in flames, up in flames. Fire department had to pull it out to the middle of the playa so it didn't catch other things on fire. Um, and this has happened multiple times where, where things burn down, things happen, people lose things. Um, and, and everyone there just kind of gets together, lifts them up. Oh, you, you lost everything? You need some food? Here you go. You need a tent? Here you go. You need some water? Here you go. You know, but Disney, Disney, oh, I don't know. You can probably use our phone, call your husband, make him fly, fly here from whatever town. Happiest place on earth. Happiest place on earth. Not really. So crowded. So crowded. Can be happy. Um, and so another Disney World story. And this is falling under the common sense as well. Uh, there was a father arrested at Disney World recently. Uh, he was he was causing a disturbance in the 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 animation art of animation resort, which is one of the hotels at Walt Disney World. Um, and apparently, what happened is is his his wife uh, was was at a cheerleading competition. I assume with their other kids, kid or kids, uh, and he took their young child in the stroller back to the hotel, uh, then went into the food court. Uh, where he started spouting racist comments, uh, running into people with the stroller, with the child in the stroller, um, and just being generally belligerent. They kicked him out of there, supposedly went back to his room, and then they found him a little while later in one of the bars right there, uh, drinking while his kid's sitting in the stroller uh, right next to him, just drinking, drinking beer, getting, like, drunk. Uh, 
you know, it's one thing, you know, I may, I may, my wife and I may go out to lunch and I may have a beer and, and I've got, I've got Zofia with us, you know, I ain't drinking, I ain't drinking, you know, might have a beer. This guy was drunk, drinking and drunk. And then on top of that, like I said, he was pushing the stroller into the crowds. Uh, the kid was sitting there with an absolutely full diaper, apparently hours on this full diaper. And the killer here, which makes me want to punch this guy in the face. The kid had second degree burns, second degree burns on him uh, from sunburn and on their way to be first degree burns. This is disgusting. It's disgusting. And common sense says we don't treat children that way. Unfortunately, there are people in the world that think it's okay to treat people this way. What kills me about this is that there's people like this that continue to have kids that get to have multiple kids and clearly don't care and take it for granted. And I'll tell you right now, I have multiple friends who are trying like hell, like hell to get pregnant. They want that child so bad and they would take such a better care, such better care of a child than something like this. And it angers me that the universe lets this happen. So these idiots get to have multiple kids, this jackass running his kid in the stroller into people, second degree burns. It's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. It's ridiculous. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick. Be better. Be better, Wall fans. And hopefully that kid gets taken away and put into a better situation. I really do. I hope it. I hope he gets taken away and put into a better situation. All right, we're running short on time. But we're going for four in a row now on the Burning Man segment. And I got to be honest with this one. This is not even, I got to be honest. I, just to... Heads up on this. We're not getting as, as in, we're not getting as deep on this one because I know for a fact we've done it three times. Burning Man segments. There have been at least for each one of those times. There's been at least one person in tears who happens to be a personal friend or whatever it is or knows Burning Man, whatever it is. Uh, so we're not going to get as ridiculous with it here, uh, especially because I've got like two minutes left. But I do want to talk about one thing, uh, and that is the all inclusiveness of Burning Man. You know, I've talked about it. Kids, everything else, whatever it might be. You know, we're talking. We're talking. From pregnancy all the way up to like into their 90s. That is the age range for Burning Man. And it's all inclusive. And, and people there, like I said, with, the, with the, the RV on fire and everything else, whatever it might be, people are there to help each other out, to lift each other up. Um, and like I've said in the past, and I'll say right now again, nothing is bought or sold there. It's a gifting society. So you don't see these stands uh, selling merchandise or selling food or anything like that. They do sell ice because you need ice. You know, and apparently they sell coffee. I don't understand it. I know some people that get the coffee. You know, it's fine if if you gotta have your latte or whatever. Personally, I sit there every morning at the burn and I'm dumping. Co- I'm dumping boiling water over a drip system. <laughs> system. <laughs> I really hope Yeti's listening. <laughs> Got that? Our drip system. It's really a funnel and a filter with coffee grounds. <laughs> I sit there in the morning, uh, and I laugh because Yeti and I kind of switch off because we're the big coffee drinkers. Pouring, pouring water. Get some. Oh, I got some coffee here. Uh, so anyway, a little tangent there. Uh, but what? So all the anything that's brought out there, all these big art pieces that you see, like any DJ playing out there at an art camp, they're not being paid. They're not being paid. Now we can get into the minutia of maybe there are camps that are paying people. Blah blah blah. Okay. I don't know. The spirit of Burning Man is people aren't getting paid for that kind of stuff. Well, I had the luxury. And I do mean it as a, as a luxury because I didn't need it. Uh, last year, 2016, uh, there's a camp called the Mobility Camp. And they're right there in Center Camp. Center Camp is kind of the, the, the center of Burning Man. Uh-huh. See? 
And this is why I always use the wrong damn term. First camp. First camp, not center camp. I always use the wrong term because it's at the center of Burning Man and it's where Larry Harvey and all his, all his minions stay. Um, and, and so mobility camp is right there uh, at first camp, right in the middle. And what they do is this is a camp that basically organizes multiple things. And one of those being like they bring in crutches and wheelchairs and all this stuff. So anyone that has has a, a disability of any kind that, that can't get around because we're talking an expansive space. I think I've said it previously. There was a night a few years ago where we walked 12 miles just that night, not even that day, 12 miles, just walking around, seeing all the art pieces. It's huge. You know, so if you're in a wheelchair on crutches, it's hard to get around. It's hard to get around. And this mobility camp is there to help those people. So they have an, a, a small art car set up and they do art car, art tours uh, throughout the day. I believe there was three of them. I, you know, don't quote me on it. I know it's at least two because there's a morning one and, an even, and a nighttime one. Uh, well, last year, my wife, was pregnant. Zofia wasn't here yet. And she couldn't do as much walking. You know, we did walking. And, and I always, I, I've, I've had to remind her a few times, like, honey, no, no, you did walk. <laughs> you just, you didn't walk as much as we usually do. Uh, so we went over and we signed up for this. Now, granted, I didn't need it, but I wanted to go with my wife to see it. And it was whole, and it, it was the most amazing thing. And I was just so inspired because what happens, this camp that does this, they're gifting this to anyone there that needs it. They're gifting it. They're not being paid. Nobody's paying to take this little art tour around and be driven around the playa. But there are plenty of people on there, and they have a trailer on the back with a ramp so that you can pull a wheelchair up on there. And I met fascinating people. You know, I meet fascinating people there really any time, but it was just amazing that you have this camp that is helping people, that is thinking of people, uh, you know, and this this art tour was one thing. I got to do it where my wife wouldn't have been able to see as much art because she wasn't able to walk as much. She was very, very pregnant at the time. Uh, so we got to see it, and there's a lot of other people that got to see stuff that they probably wouldn't have seen. You know, in fact, there, there was there was a woman on there with her with her mother who was, you know, probably in her 60s, I would guess, and just and was, isn't able to move around that much. And she got to show her mother all this stuff. She got to show, bring her mother into her world because of mobility camp. And that's just a part of it. Like I said, they, pe- people drop off crutches and canes and wheelchairs. Really, they do everything they can. And then if they don't have something that someone needs, they're spreading the word that they need it. Helping people. People helping people. That's what happens at the burn. To the point where I watch that. And, th- and it's funny because there's a guy that drives the thing. And then they, they it's all volunteer-based. So the guy driving the thing is, is from the camp. But then they bring in volunteers to, to be like a spotter to ride in the front with the driver and, and kind of keep track of everyone and, and whatever's kind of going on around. And, I, and after we got off that art car, I said to my wife, I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that next year. I want to be that spotter. I want to give back as much as I can, just like the guy hugging outside the temple, just like Seth being there for me, you know, just like Conclave doing what they can, just like me being there for that guy that had a friend named Muppet the same thing you know it's it's all the same thing i mean it's not the same thing but that's what the burn's all about people helping people so stay i know it's very such a cliche uh but that's really what it is that's 100 percent what it is is it's people helping people absolutely all right i hope you all keep that in mind we'll get a little deeper here I need to give everyone a little break on, on, on the burn stuff because I know it was it was a little heavy the past few months. And I, honestly, I'm sitting on a couple ridiculously heavy ones. Prepare yourselves, wall fans. All right, we are completely out of time. I've run over a little bit. I apologize. 
Fortunately, you all can just pause it and then go back and finish listening. Uh, so don't complain too much because you have that little pause button. So my buddy Jeff told me a long time ago. He's like, uh, yeah, you have a pause button. I don't have to listen to a whole damn thing. So I appreciate that. Um, but we are done for the week. As always, thank you for joining us. Um, and as always, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall or on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magic Muppet. Uh, this has been episode 18 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your host, Sean O'Rourke. And Wall fans, always remember, especially this month, especially Mental Health Awareness Month, whatever you do, whoever you see, whoever you talk to, whoever you meet in your daily lives, always, always, always practice common sense.